Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. This week, we are going to celebrate the U.S. women's national soccer team and talk a little bit more about equal pay. So if you're interested in this topic, stick around. Friends, if sports is not your thing, you may not have seen the amazing news that happened where the women's, the U.S. women's national soccer team fought for equal pay to the men's national soccer team. And they got it. And that's awesome. They, um, they have been fighting this for a while, if you followed along, and they now have equal pay to the men. Now, you may not hear the excitement and joy in my voice. And part of that is because I couldn't even tell you who's on the men's national soccer team. And yet I can picture and name women on the national soccer team. And it's because they're out there making a presence, winning games, winning titles. And so the fact that they have equal pay, amazing. That's fantastic. And that is exactly where we need to be headed. And yet part of me is like, okay, and shouldn't they be making more than men right now? Can I please get an amen from the back? So so I wanted to talk a little bit about equal pay this week. It's um, a topic that has been around for far longer than it should be. And um, with the pandemic, it's something that has been continuing to be highlighted over the course of the past, I don't even know, two and a half years at this point. I think that's how long we're in. So anyways, I am um, very excited. So please know that, right? Like, um, please know that. Um, and if you're a non-US follower, listener, first of all, hey, thank you. I see you on those analytics. But go check this out because it is really big news for for the US women's national team. This is fantastic news and something that they've been fighting for and deserve and more. They deserve more. Um, and so I'm really excited that that's a that's a thing. However, um, and hopefully it's the first of many equal pay instances moving forward. You know, it's been a fight for women for a very long time for equal pay. It's been a fight for women for a whole lot of things, let's be very honest, but pay is one that has been around for a while. And so um, just going to put some statistics out there. So um, March 15th, which is the day after the best day in the whole world, my birthday is on March 14th. March 15th is celebrated as um, Women's Pay Day, I think is what it's called, Equal Pay Day. And the reason for that is because that's the number of days. So from January 1 to March 15, that's the number of days that women will work extra in order to make as much as men do. And this is in the United States. I know that this is different in other countries, and it's definitely different for women um, women who identify as women of color or mothers, single mothers. This is a much later date in the year. But the, the standard kind of date is March 15th, and that's how many days in a year 
extra women will need to work in order to make the same pay as men. Um, as an average, if you will, it's 82% of what men are paid. Women are paid 82% of what men are paid. And while that number is higher than it has been, it is also uh, lower because of the setback from the pandemic. And um, essentially, women are struggling and it's the same as it was 30 years ago at this point because of the pandemic these are the lower number these are numbers that we saw 30 years ago when we start to think about equal pay and rights in the workplace now some of this is because of systemic issues right women's work quote unquote uh, more you know clerical if you will um secretaries uh or things like fetching coffee for folks or bringing in the donuts or being the party planners or all those sorts of things these women's roles are really what help push the narrative in terms of well they're not doing the same work as men in whose eyes my friends in whose eyes i'll tell you right now i'm doing the same work i'm doing the work of the men in my department the same work i'm taking things off of the men's plate in my department that's not to say i have a bad department i'm saying i'm doing equal work in my department so um you know so so you may be thinking the same thing in your world right are you doing the same work as men are you doing more work as men and not necessarily like the task list is longer the hours you put in is longer but your more work might be that you have higher leverage in your company or in your business it might be that you um have more responsibility Maybe you have more supervision, whether good, bad, or ugly. Whatever that is, you might be doing more than some of the men in your work and still being paid 82% of what they're being paid. This is also systemic because of the absence of support for essential family care. Now, for most, this is daycare, right? I just had a great conversation with a colleague and a friend the other day about um, you know, when our kids are sick, it's us who take off because of the nature of the work. Our husbands don't have the same kind of leave we have. We have good leave. We have a lot of time built up because of how long we've been at our um, places of employment. And so, sure, of course, we're going to take that time off. But is it because we're women or because we have the time? Right. And it's this continuing balancing act in my home. If my husband stays home, he eats up his paid days off, which we may have already had plans for, or he doesn't get paid, right? And so those are the balances, whereas I'm salary, I have sick time, I have vacation time. I also have uh, supervisors and an employer who is really good about if I need to shift and work from home one day because I have a sick kiddo, great, I can do that or I can take a sick day and help support that sick kiddo. So some of those systemic issues are things that we continue to have to battle and fight and make sure that we're conscious of for those behind us, right? 
as we're blazing trails for others, we need to make sure we're bringing others along. Do men struggle with this? Of course. I watched several documentaries on Ruth Bader Ginsburg, love her, and one of her founding principles, or one of her founding um, cases was on about a, a man who was not um, considered the legal guardian and therefore did not have uh, financial support for his dependent, right? And so it wasn't even about women's rights. It was about rights, gender rights, right? And so um, so it's it's for the men as well, but more commonly, right, those rights, those unequal, rights impact women more than men. And unfortunately, unfortunately, my friends, women will face equal pay issues for most of their career. Y'all, I'm tired (laughs) just thinking about that. I'm like maybe halfway through my career, which also makes me tired to think about. But I, and to think about, I, I'm going to have to struggle through this. Look, you lost, I lost words, friends. I lost words. To think about how I'm going to struggle through this for another half of my career is exhausting to think about. It's exhausting to think about. And yet, as women, we will face equal pay issues for most of our career. So Michelle, what the heck do we do about this? I am so glad you asked. Have a couple tips for you. So first and foremost, you can vote for candidates who support equal pay. Again, this doesn't have to be a women's rights issue. If you're a more conservative voter, that's great. But you can vote for the folks who are interested in equal pay. And more times than not, my friends, that's going to be at your local uh, state elections. It's not going to be the big presidential ones. It could be, certainly, right? But more times than not, it's going to be at your local level. So make sure you are educating yourself on who your candidates are and you know who is supporting equal pay and you're voting for them and at minimally, right? Like like you've done your homework, you vote for them. That's your minimum if you want to support this topic or issue. And you can do so much more as a citizen um, beyond that, like all the things are flooding in my head, which is why words are not coming out. So, so make sure that you know who can help support you. If you're a manager or maybe you're a search committee chair, right? So like I, that's a thing in, in higher ed. Make sure that you have transparency and advocacy, especially for women, but when you're doing the hiring, make sure you're sharing what the salary is up front, up front, my friends, and that if someone deserves more pay, if it's within the budget of the company, that you are advocating for them to get that money. They got to make a good argument. Don't get me wrong. We can't just hand out money to everyone. However, the the Oprah episode comes up to me and like, you get a car, you get a car, right? Like you get more pay and you get more pay. You got to, you got to do your work. You got to come to work and hustle. You got to do your stuff and get open your mouth. And 
you're a manager, you got to open your mouth and you got to open your eyes and make sure that you're seeing who's doing the stuff and you're reading the proposals presented in front of you for folks who are advocating for themselves to get a pay increase or to get a bonus or to be considered different differently in the company. So if you're a manager, you have some things in your control and I empower you to take a good look when people come asking and don't just say no. Don't just say no. My last tip, my friends, is if you're not a manager or if you are a manager but you deserve more as well, then kind of a, let's see, four-step process here. Ready? Make the case. Schedule the meeting. Keep an open mind and follow up. Michelle, what does that mean? I'm so glad you asked. That means you need to ask for your money. I'm about to do the same thing in my job. If you work at UC, surprise. I'm about to make my case. Make your case. If you have done more than what's on your job description, pull up your job description, my friends. If you have been asked to do more than what's on your job description, Make your case for why you should have more coins in your pocket. And then you schedule the meeting. Schedule the meeting with anybody who will listen. Your boss, your boss's boss, your boss's boss's boss. Schedule the meeting to who has the decision-making authority to hear what you have to say and to make a decision on more pennies, more coins, more dollars in your pocket right? Whether that's a one-time thing or a reoccurring thing or a bump in your salary or a bump in your pay scale, schedule the meeting. And friends, that's probably the scariest part, right? I've done this before and that's one of the scariest parts. And to, to paraphrase my good pal, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you need to speak your truth even if your voice shakes. Speak your truth. Who cares if your voice shakes? Who cares if you have to pause for a second and collect your thoughts? Who cares if you get extra, extra nervous and you start sweating in places you shouldn't be sweating? It's okay if that happens. And then after you've had your chance to, to speak your truth in your meeting, you need to keep an open mind. Hear what they have to say. They may say, I can't this fiscal year. It's May. It's the end of May. I can't this fiscal year, but our fiscal year resets July 1. Let me see where I can work it into the budget. That's not a no. It's not a yes, but that's not a no. And so then step four of this process is your follow-up. Make sure that you're scheduling follow-up. And in that meeting, say, when can I expect to hear back from you? I'd like to mark it on my calendar. Now, are those hard things to say? Absolutely. And should you say them anyways? Absolutely. Friends, go get your money. Go get your money that you have earned and that you deserve. Go get your money. Make the meeting. Schedule. Make. Let me back up a second. Make the case schedule the meeting. Go get your money. Friends, equal pay. For equal work, I don't know, but equal pay is super important. Making sure that you understand your role within your organization to be able to impact and empower those who may not be making 
what they should be making or deserve to be making. So this is a more than just us case. So for my uh, manager friends, for my uh, male identified friends out there listening, make sure that you're hearing this too. This is not just for women to fight for. We need allies and advocates on our own. So Thank you, friends. Thank you so much for joining me, for sticking around. I can't believe we're on episode 56 already of this amazing podcast. So thanks for sticking around. If if you're new to the podcast, thanks for being here. Go back and listen to some other episodes. We'd love for you to join in over at at done.apologizing on Instagram. Join that community and the conversations happening over there. Um, And this week's affirmations, I'm done apologizing for spending time on me. I'm done apologizing for asking for the dollar value of my worth at work. I'm done apologizing for advocating for myself. And this one's for you. I'm done apologizing for... Friends, go out and have an amazing, amazing week. Don't forget, we have a habits workshop coming up so soon. Uh, June 1 is the early bird, if you will, registration date. So make sure that you grab your spot, only 10 spots available. June 1st is how you can get an extra individual follow-up meeting. So what comes with the habits workshop? I'm so glad you asked. You get an individualized tracker. You get one follow-up, and if you sign up by June 1st, you get two individual follow-up meetings after the workshop. You also get lifetime access to the Google Classroom. All the resources are going to be there. You'll have a community with which you can celebrate and process with right there at your fingertips whenever you want and need them. So make sure you sign up. Link to the registration is in the show notes. It's also over on the Instagram at at done.apologizing. Make sure that you grab your spot before they're gone. Only 10 available. Also, friends, if you like this episode or you love this podcast, make sure you like, follow, and share. I sure would appreciate it. If you help spread the word about this podcast, my listenership is up, and I know that's because you all are doing that um, and helping me to spread the word. So please continue doing so. If you hear an episode, you're re-listening to episodes, and it strikes a chord for you, screenshot that, share it out, and make sure you let others know how it has impacted you. And remember, my friend, you are fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this, and I'm here for you.